This is Tether Talk, the podcast where every woman is seen, heard, and known, no matter her status. Here we heal through laughter and tears. Here we hope for better relationships. And here we hold on to truth so we can live and love peacefully. I'm so ready. I'm so, so ready for this episode. I'm excited to record it. Thank you all so much for your questions. Keep them coming because as I asked for questions for this cue and response episode, I was flooded, (laughs) okay? And I'm so excited. I was a little bit late asking some of my friends and things like that, but I have so many good questions and I cannot wait to share my responses with you. Hopefully they are encouraging. Hopefully they bless you. Welcome again. If you have been with me before, if this is your first time, I'm your girl, Naomi, Christ follower, communicator, coach, and your host here at Tether Talk. This is going to be like transformative in so many ways not because i was talking to a friend about this not because i feel like i have answers or i feel like you know i'm so smart or have so much wisdom but i do believe these are conversations that need to be had in a larger scale and at a deeper at a deeper level right i think that some of these things we touch on the surface and we never go deep with them and if we do go deep we're doing so with within spaces and with people who are almost always controversial and then nobody ever gives any wisdom like nobody ever really gives any practical advice for how to move forward in our relationships and how to do life well with others and so I'm really hoping that as I take a little bit of time to respond to your questions that that is the outcome that you sit back and say okay this is just the beginning of some of you know these conversations and I really want to go deeper find people in my life who I can do this with and if I am one of those people and you want to partner with me in that by all means I'm glad you're here okay so stay with me if you're out and about sit with me if you got the time and be sure to sip on some truth while you are here allow yourself to drink up okay don't try to play yourself just take it in for what it is analyze yourself assess your own life and determine whether whether this truth is a sufficient antidote for some of the things that you're going through okay and if you need a few more moments to talk or you want to speak with me one-on-one if any of these questions come up and you're like oh my gosh i need to go deep on that by all means book 30 minutes with your girl okay we can talk about it focus on the horizon of who you are becoming hopefully it's all that god has created you to be and we can move forward in that okay let's get to it i'm just gonna go straight from the first question um actually how did i do this so as i was getting questions i actually have friends who are (laughs) they're like i'm making some calls right now and i'm gonna send you more questions amen i love i love asking for help i've learned to love asking for help because you never know what the outcome of that is going to be it is so much better to inquire than it is to sit and to struggle. And for me, I was like, you know what? I could probably go do this on my own, try to figure this out. Um, Or I could just ask for help. 
And just by sending one mass text to several people in my life who I know, love and trust, I mean, the response has just been so overwhelming for me to the extent that, I mean, <laughs> it just makes me sit back and say like, why am I not doing this in other areas of my life? You know, I would say I'm doing it in the important areas, but like in the things that I feel like I've got handled, I sometimes don't do that. And here I am now on the other side of this saying like, thank you, Lord, for your grace, first and foremost. But also I, I bless God for people in my life who are exceptionally generous and want to see me win, you know, and want to see me, uh, you know, be propelled in the things that God has called me to do. One of which is to champion women and to speak life into them, to exhort them and, um, you know, to be a supporter, to use my life experiences, to use my knowledge of the word to encourage others. And I hope that I'm doing that for you today. Let's go. I broke this into some sections here and there um, and hopefully it, it goes smoothly. So question number one, question number one that I received, where do you meet men besides clubs and bars or online? Where do you meet men besides clubs and bars or online? Okay. This one was kind of tough because <laughs> sis, you covered all the bases. You know what I'm saying? That being said though, clubs and bars are not the only places to meet men. Online, that was a little bit hard for me because I'm like, well, online is like the, the world, <laughs> you know, that's, you could reach anybody at that point. But I will say this, and I know it sounds so simple. Um, a few of my single friends and I actually did this at church. We called it the smile challenge, right? So myself and my mentor sent out this challenge to all of our singles and we just encouraged them to look up. Like seriously, look up so often we go through this life especially as women especially if we're in seasons in our life where we don't necessarily feel a one on top of the world you know at our at our best we go through this life literally looking below like like the horizon seriously we look down we get out of our cars we're looking down of course we're looking up enough for us to know to see where we're going and that's how we do life we look up enough to see where we're going, but we don't look up enough to see others as we are going, if that makes sense. So the fact that we go through life on the daily and we don't make eye contact with people is a little bit off, right? And I'm not saying this because I've never done this. I've done this. I mean, I still do this right now. I'm definitely not perfect in this, but the idea of actually engaging with other human beings in your life is so important because if you don't, you miss out on building relationships, whether that relationship or that interaction is only five minutes, say at the grocery store and you're, you're interacting with the, with the cashier, don't just focus so much on, and I'm giving these practical examples because you never know who you could meet. And I know that if you're listening to this, you may not be, you know, in your late 30s like me. You might be, you know, in high school, you might be in college, you might be in your 50s. I don't know how old you are, but I will say that in whatever season of life you're in, there are people in your life looking for this. There are men, clarifying, there are men in your life looking for relationships just like you. And a lot of those men may not be at the clubs doing the same thing every Friday night. They may not be dressing to the nines, putting on their five browns to show up somewhere doused in like 
ridiculous amounts of cologne trying to catch somebody. They may not be at the bars drinking away their sorrows or, you know, strategically placing themselves there so they can see the next damsel that walks through the door and be the one to save them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they may not be that guy who's potentially a stalker online who's just trying to find a way to see where you're going so they can run into you again coincidentally or the guy who you know maybe hasn't completely learned who he is and is just like putting up a front and uses uses the dating profile as an extension of his social media or maybe and I know I'm coming for some people right now but I'm sure that's why you asked the question because potentially your interactions with these men at the clubs at the bars and online has not been the best and I feel you. That being said, there are good men that might be found at a club, might be found at a bar, that might be found online. If that's that, those are the areas that you have maxed out, at least emotionally, you're like, yo, I can't do this anymore. I feel that. Now it's time to go to the places you wouldn't expect. The grocery store, which you do every day. The park, potentially once a week or so. You know, meetups. Go to, you know, meetup.com. Or, or is that what it is? I don't even know what it is. But like going to meetups, going to events that are happening in your local area. Like this is something that I wish I did more. And I, I hope to do this more. I can't completely do that right now because I'm in a courtship. I'll talk, that, talk about that later. But like if I were dating right now, I would be more intentional about looking at my local newspaper, looking at, you know, my local like, you know, city website or whatever it is or asking people around asking the cashier asking you know um the person the, the person at the gas station or whoever and be like hey do you know of any fun things that are going on around you know locally or asking um you know people at your church whatever asking those questions because you never know who knows about something that's happening where people are gathering where you could potentially meet your man that's one thing I would suggest. The second would be going back to the smile challenge, looking up, look up. Don't just look up to see where you're going, but see who else is going to those places with you. Make eye contact with people. Obviously, if you see a man who's holding a woman's hand, don't be staring at that dude. Okay, don't do that. And I, and I know that you're, you're you know, you're not going to do that. My challenge, though, is if you see a single man that you happen to be attracted to just initially, by all means, girl, like, make eye contact with him for longer than like a second just glance a little bit that that little point of connection where your eyes meet with somebody they're either going to turn away or you're going to turn away because it's like oh super uncomfortable or it's going to evoke something and usually it evokes a smile when people see that they've been seen when people you know realize that they've been acknowledged the natural response is a smile it starts like this when we're babies yes people can say babies don't really understand what's going on the mere fact that you look at a baby you know let's say three months and older right and we can really say okay this is no longer just like a, a reaction right but you look at a three month old or whatever and you smile the immediate response is oh i see that and it might be a mirror we'll say that but like human human behavior is is natural and it's normal and it's the same everywhere whether good or bad in this case we're looking for the good we're hoping for the good so as you're looking and making eye contact with that person smile let them respond to your smile they might smile back they might give you a little eyebrow raise like mm, 
you smiling at me like i i just spent five seconds looking at you bro like you know smile back you can do that and if they're like "Ooh, okay they smile back you're like okay you put your head down a little bit you know bat your little eyelashes and something like that and you're like okay but like okay so and if you're bold enough what brings you to Publix? <laughs> you come to this Kroger often? Oh, Whole Foods. Are you here just because you got paid or, you know, you know, just whatever it is that you need to say or drop a line or whatever, like, oh, you know, what are you cooking tonight? Or like, whatever, or like, you know, you know, I don't know, just spark a conversation. And of course you risk potentially talking to a guy who's like hey I'm kind of taken you're like oh okay well she's she's a blessed woman or you know she's got good taste or something like that and you keep it moving but what this does is it keeps you engaged in your life it keeps you engaged not just in the things that require massive experience but opens up an opportunity for you to see every moment as a potential experience so smile challenge i would start with that looking up engaging with people around you wherever you are it doesn't just have to be a grocery store wherever you go to the gym i get it uh, you could have put that in that question too because that's that's a place but really wherever so go to the church go to the gym go to the clubs go to the bar you know uh and and do it differently go to the bookstore barnes and nobles you know go to a coffee shop and sit down and make eye contact with people who walk through the door you know or whatever um again meetups i think those are great places to go but there's one more way and one more place that you can go to meet men besides the clubs besides the bars and besides online i'm about to break this to you real quick okay and i need you like i said in the beginning embrace this truth please and I know, I know for a fact, I know for a fact, I'm praying, I'm like, Holy Spirit, I know for a fact, uh, a fact, I know for, I know for a fact, <laughs> I'm so excited to tell you what it is. I know for a fact that you're going to resonate with this because the life that we are living now and the culture that we're in now, it begs for this type of interaction to be reintroduced to human relationships as it as it you know speaks to men and women coming together because i do think that there's some health in this and that is this asking others by telling some some trusted people in your life whether they're your age group within your age group they're your peers or older or couples that you're open to meeting somebody Tell the people in your life that you are open to meeting somebody. This is so important. This is not the 70s, 80s, 90s experience with blind dating. I'm not telling you to go and tell people like, I just, you know, set me up on a blind date. No, no, no. I'm ready to meet somebody. I have exhausted the clubs. I have exhausted the bars. I've exhausted online. And I... For the last couple of months, I've been really intentional about smiling and looking up and being engaging in every single moment of my life. And right now, I just need a little bit more support. I trust you as my friend. You know who I am. And I just want to say that I think I'm ready to meet somebody. Do you have a few people in mind that 
you could potentially recommend to me or maybe set something up. Do not be afraid of the setup. We started season five of Tether Talk with that. Like we started the new season with that, the setup. Don't be afraid of what God is doing divinely in your life. Don't be afraid of the people that God has strategically placed in your life who are currently in your season that you have built healthy friendships with, healthy relationships with. Don't be afraid to utilize who is around you to ask for their own, um, you know, their circle. Like ask them to be put in their circle. Do you know anybody? You would be surprised. And that's why I make the, you know, I, I'm, I'm very strategic about saying like, ask your peers and ask older couples or older people in your life because they might have a better pool for you, right? So if you're not trying, granted, please ask people that you trust. Like if it's, you know, your wishy-washy friend that you, you still trying to decide if she's inner circle or not, probably not the best person to ask. Then again, you never know who they know, right? But be mindful about who you're asking, because if you trust the person you're asking, more than likely they're connected to people that are trustworthy or at least have a good reference, right? They can, they can give a good reference for this man. Honestly, I think, I think that would be the third thing I would recommend where this question is concerned. And that's short of being arranged, honestly, like, <laughs> which I've considered like 100. At this point in my life, I'm like, listen... I mean, arranging, I mean, it might cost mad money, whether that's somebody that you personally know who's like, oh, you just give that that freedom to and you're like, yo, set me up, hook a girl up. That's one thing. Or you can go, you know, the paid route where you're like actually looking for a matchmaker who can set that up for you. I'm not going to recommend that right now. But if we're just talking about meeting men, look up, smile, go to places you wouldn't expect to go make every moment a potential experience and then ask the people around you and see who might be in their uh, calling card in their contacts and uh, go from there. So hopefully that answers that question. And I pray that you meet an amazing man this week. All right, let's move on to question number two. Ah, uh, let's see. What is the difference between a red flag versus something to work through? I got this question and I was like, I must be talking a lot because these people, <laughs> they decided to give me one of the most difficult human questions anybody could ask. Oh, but I love it. It's so good. Okay. What is the difference between a red flag versus something to work through? All right. I had to differentiate and I'm, I'm assuming when I read this, I was like, I'm assuming that the something to work through is not a red flag. So for me, that's a yellow flag. Green, awesome to, all systems go, right? You're good to go. Thomas the Train Engine. I just listened to that with my girls the other day. So that's what's in my head right now. It's like green means go. Yellow means hold on. It means caution. And obviously red would be like, absolutely not. Stop. What is the difference between a red flag? versus something that you work through. Let's define what a red flag is first, okay? Because if you if you don't know what the red flag is, <laughs> you're literally going to be working through something that you should walk away from. You're literally going to be working through something that you should run away from. So a red flag, I did do like a, just a quick search. I'm not even sure where I got this and I'm really, really sorry. I don't have the exact reference, but 
Uh, this definition basically said that a red flag is more serious warning sign that indicates significant issues or behaviors that are damaging to the relationship and may be deal breakers. I don't agree with that completely because a red flag is a red flag, period. Stop. <laughs> Do not go. Potentially turn around, right? And I do agree with with them saying that a red flag requires immediate action or intervention. That's that part is fair because at the time that you see a red flag, most of the time when you're in a relationship or you're potentially walking into a relationship, you may not see the flag before, you know, engaging with that person. And that's fair. Uh, so in the midst of engaging with that person, something comes up and you're like, ooh, and you put it puts a check in your spirit, right? You some emotional or mental or spiritual like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know about that. That is a point that requires immediate action or intervention. I completely understand that. But let's just say that you have yet to engage with this person. That red flag is a no. I just need to make that clear. It's a no. So there's no question, there's no let me continue going forward to determine. It's not a four-way stop. It's not a, okay, I'm going to pause for a second and then still keep, you know, keep going in the direction of, no, no, no. In relationships, a red flag before you engage is a runaway. Some people may say, well, you never know. Maybe that red flag is not something that is really a red flag or you just have to ask questions about that. If that's your choice, by all means. But if we're going to differentiate between red versus something you have to work through, I would be very, very clear about what a red flag is anyway. And that could be something that is an emotional or physical boundary being broken, which literally could be a form of abuse like if somebody is constantly talking back uh, talking down to you not back but well whatever we're not children hopefully you're interacting with somebody who you know is is an adult right <laughs> so adult in age i'm not talking about maturity but adult in age if that person is talking to you in a way that is demeaning they're dismissing you they're constantly lying they don't respect you they're unwilling to compromise they've cheated on you they have a, a history of cheating and they're not ashamed of that history you know they're not remorseful or repentant about it but they're not you know they're, they're completely boastful about that those are clear indicators that that is not somebody my hope is that as you're asking this question you have made it clear to yourself what's important to you and you know that you're unwilling to compromise certain values you know that you're unwilling to compromise certain expectations that you have that speak to who you are as a person so if cheating if cheating is not something that you would do and you ain't for it and this person is boastful about their previous life and they're like, oh, but you're the one who's going to change me. My dude, I ain't it. No, <laughs> sir. And you walk away. Oh, I'm so glad that you think so highly of me. You know, I really appreciate the time that we spent on this date, but I do think this is where I, I make my exit. And you bounce. Okay, because that's a compromise to your value. You are not created to help somebody get better at saying no in their own life. That's not that's not your purpose in life. Your purpose in life is not to be somebody's emotional, mental, physical, spiritual punching bag or trial and error, you know, test subject. <laughs> Absolutely not. So if before engaging with somebody, you see that that's an automatic turn your head and keep going the opposite direction. 
if you have already engaged with this person and they exhibit these types of behaviors that are very clearly against your value system and who you are as a person and that you would be you would be nervous about somebody questioning your character because of that person's character I know I get it because some people would be like okay well you don't want to think too much about what other people think about your relationship but there are some things that would question your character if you say yes to in somebody else be mindful of that you've got to be mindful of that we've talked about it on this podcast if you've listened amen if not feel free to go back and listen but i'll just recap by saying what 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 are important values that you should have that's my encouragement this is the tether way this is how i have learned over 12 years with having a bleeding heart over 12 years and taking three more years to like heal and to to be restored i mean 15 years of my life it's literally come down to values that across the board would be consistent for any woman okay you've got to be clear about your spiritual value You've got to be clear about your faith, right? What do you believe? You've got to be clear about the value of character. Who are you and who is it that you want to be a part of your life? Who is the type of partner that you're willing to accept? What kind of character does he have? Compatibility. You've got to figure out if you're actually compatible with this person on a daily you know, on a day-to-day perspective, in a day-to-day perspective. What does that look like for you? You've got to be clear about your value of chemistry, how you're going to find out what chemistry feels like to you, intimacy feels like to you, um, whether or not you're forcing an attraction with somebody or if your expectations are so, so high that nobody can meet them. Like you've got to be clear about those things. If you're unclear about those values in your life and you walk into a potential relationship or engaging with a man in some way and you miss this my friend you are going to miss the red flags or you're going to qualify them or yeah qualify them as yellow flags because you're unclear about who you are so before even identifying the difference between red and yellow or red and something to work through, you've got to figure out what you are, what are your non-negotiables, your values that you are unwilling to compromise so that determining what somebody brings to you is exceptionally clear. It's not going to take you two and a half weeks to two years to be like, I'm not really sure how I feel about him when he does this. No, sis, you should know. You should know. And this is that self-work. We don't talk about it often. But the reason why I fell into some, I, I walked into relationships where there were glaring red flags is because I was not secure within myself. My values were, were so unstable. I had values, but I had yet to practice, you know, defending those values. That's really what it comes down to. Saying no to a red flag is defending yourself. And if you don't do that for you, you don't stand up for you, and you're expecting other people to do that for you, you, you're not ready for marriage. You're not ready for relationship. You're not ready to be dating. You're not ready to be courting. You shouldn't be out there because people are not going to be with you all the time. You're going to have to make a decision for yourself and you're going to be, you're going to have to be able to stand on your, on your, on your morals, stand on your values, stand on your principles and be able to say like, yo, I feel you. But the fact that you keep crossing that line when I've told you it's not okay, like that's a no for me. And you might be the best person in the world, but you keep touching this value that is so important to me. And because of that, I have to say no. 
and you let that person walk it is what it is if they come back and they're better and they're, they've changed or whatever ah we can talk about that later you know what i'm saying but like the initial red versus yellow you see red you need to be strong enough to identify that as red don't try to make it another color oh it's sunset it's not sunset boo your life is about to sunset if you don't say no to this red flag <laughs> like stop don't do that right um so yeah that's what i would say about identifying the red flag now as far as the yellow right the thing that you can work through um i'm trying to remember i feel like there was one other thing i wanted to say about red flags there could i mean there's so there what are examples of red flags i don't know you know i talked about earlier the lying the the, the way that they speak to you again anything that attacks your emotional mental physical and spiritual well-being the thing that you have said this is me this is the best way i can identify a red flag the thing that you have said you not anybody else granted safe people in your life who know you who validate the core essence of who you are safe people that you can say can speak into and support what you believe is true of you and has been has been proven to be the healthiest version of who you are amen a red flag from any person is something that comes against your emotional physical mental spiritual well-being that you do not agree with don't question that don't compromise that don't I mean and I'm talking about what makes you healthy we'll talk about the yellow we'll talk about the stuff to work on but the stuff that you have absolutely got to say like yo if this person's behavior or how they're speaking to me how they're treating me what they think about me the way that they're behaving is affecting me and I cannot bring them into my inner circle where people actually know a healthy version of me are not gonna side eye them and be like wait what and you are not gonna go to bed asking yourself like well i really and you're doing the whole pros and cons list <sighs> if you gotta if you gotta do that on the emotional physical mental and spiritual tip and you have to somehow dilute a version of yourself just to make room for this person that's a red flag that's a red flag that's stop do not pass go that is nice to meet you but i don't think that we're compatible <laughs> you jump to that <laughs> or i don't believe we're on the same page with our faith i don't believe that you know I would, I, would, I would leave it to compatibility and faith because if you say compatibility, you don't have to really attack their character. Like even if you think their character is trash, you know, if they're, oh yeah, you know, but I'm a man, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't tie a man down, you know what I'm saying? Like you may not want to be like your dog, you know, or what the heck is wrong with you? Cause you're trying to compose yourself. It is what it is. Oh, well, thank you for that perspective. But honestly, I just don't think we're compatible. What you mean? You know, I'm a different man now. You could be the woman who... <laughs> thank you for thinking so highly of me. I love that. Um, and yet, no, I, I really don't think we're on the same page. We're not at the same place. 
with our desire for a relationship and what that looks like. So I don't think we're compatible and I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. And you go, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's how I would summarize red flag and how to, how to find your way out of it. As far as the yellow flag, yellow again means be cautious. It's, it's, it's caution. Um, and something that could become a red flag if it's not addressed if you don't pay attention to it, right? Because it could be a red flag for them and for you. If you're unable to identify this yellow flag as a true caution and you're not actually gonna address it or put in the work to address it, then it can become a red flag. And and at that point, if it becomes a red flag, you've already allowed yourself to be so overcome with confusion that by the time it's read, this is how we find women who are in relationships for like four or five years. Everybody outside of them can be like, sis, like, why do you keep taking it? And it's like, well, you know, he was, it didn't start off this way. Like it was, it was something I wasn't really cool with, but I was going to give some time to see. But did you ever address it? I mean, no, I just kind of wanted him to like figure it out. And I just wanted to give time to see. But time to see without addressing it is problematic. Because if that person is not aware that that's something that you're looking at as a potential problem, I mean, they might, number one, either not care to to work with you to, to figure it out or to, to change or, um, you know, it, it may not even be a character flaw in them. It may be the way that y'all communicate, right? You know, he always cuts you off, but he's not cutting you off with like cursing you out or, or telling you that you're not a good person or disrespecting you but you never get to finish a, a sentence that's a yellow flag in my opinion if you are trying to explain yourself or express yourself and this person's like i hear you and i feel you and this this is but they never let you finish a statement i don't care what it is that they're saying if they're trying to be the sweetest person give you accolades and love on you and all this stuff but you never finish your sentence that to me actually that that to me is a red flag but like it could be a yellow flag for you you could be like okay maybe they're just not used to you know listening and that's something they need to listen you know learn to do they need to learn to listen that's okay if that's what you feel then that's a, that's all right however if that person you now say you're giving that person time and you don't address it and say hey babe you know or not hey babe because i'm trying to figure this out like say you're just engaging initially right and you say, hey, you know, I realize that sometimes when I'm talking and I'm trying to express myself, you know, you you interrupt me. And while you might be interrupting me to say something nice to me and, you know, I, and I appreciate it, I, I would like to finish what I'm actually saying. You know, I love to hear what you have to say, but I would like the opportunity to actually finish my statement. If he can get through you explaining how you feel about that, it's a yellow flag. If while you're trying to explain how you feel, he interrupts you again, boo, that's red. <laughs> Just That's red. I hope that makes sense. Like that's red. Run, right? Because that's a man who no matter what you say, he's going to be thinking how he's going to fix the situation and he's not going to allow you to be a part of that equation. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. You know, you know, it's fine. Oh my gosh. I completely understand. Blah, 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 blah. Saying all the right things. But again, only having conversation with himself because you never get a chance to release anything. That's that's a potential relationship where your voice is gone. You don't have a voice anymore or you're gonna feel incomplete. If that's the life that you desire because he's sweet, your choice. But if you don't give it the space that it needs as a caution 
and you don't address it, it can be something that will definitely negatively affect you in your life. Should you see it as a caution and explain it and the man actually sits there and gives you room or allows you, gives you, I don't, well, I don't like using the word allows, but like he avails the space that is readily yours to express yourself, then yeah, I could say that's a yellow flag. And then you just see how he responds after that. Um, but yeah, that's something that I, you, you got to pay attention to it. And if, if ever you see something that you just like, mm, and it's like 80% good, everything else, it's okay to, to caution and it's okay to question, but always caution by addressing it. Never ever caution and just observe, bring it up and then observe. And if you have to consistently bring it up, then that's something that you need to sit back and ask yourself the question, ah, is this becoming a red flag? Could I see this as a potential issue? You've got to ask yourself the questions that come around to what you what your preference is. This is where preference comes in, okay? Preference comes in where you're like, okay, is that something that I, I'm okay with? Can I deal with that or not? Something that I would say would be something that I would be willing to work through would be how somebody communicates. I'm learning this right now, okay? I don't, I, initially when I started dating my man, I was like, man, you know, he's not as, ah, I, I, I care about this man. He's not as articulate as I am putting words together or things like that. Um, he explains himself, right? And, you know, um, he communicates in the way that he knows how to communicate. Is his communication negative towards me? Like, does he put me down? Does he disrespect me? Does he cut me off? No, he doesn't do any of those things. He listens very well. He's super encouraging, very supportive. All of those things that are values to me, he upholds those things. It is his delivery. And it's not that he raises his voice. It's not even that. <laughs> he doesn't raise his voice. As I'm saying this, I'm like, Naomi. But like, he does not raise his voice at me. He's super passionate. And he's from up north. So like he's got that in him. And I'm like, okay, this is cultural, right? And I got that too. Your girl, you've heard me get to a 10. So I have that. But the thing about it is the fact that he may not use the words that I would use to explain something. Or, you know, the extensiveness of vocabulary isn't where I would necessarily, you know, how I would necessarily communicate. Is that a red flag? No, because he's not breaking any of my values. So for me, it's a preference. It's not even a caution because he's not saying anything that, again, breaks those values or comes at those values. They don't prick anything in me. So now I have identified over time and with the support of others helping me see this, that it's a preference. I prefer a man who, I hate to say this, but <laughs> at minimum speaks like me. And that's selfish, obviously, right? But we, we do that. I had to be honest with myself. I'm like, oh, I, I'd love him to be articulate. Like, I would love him to be somebody who could stand in front of a group of people and just make and wow me with his words. Like, ooh, when he talks, like, I just, yes, yes. The, it's just coming, you know, I, I like that. I prefer that. But when I think about the other men that I've dated who might have had that preference, unfortunately, they hit my value system. They didn't respect me. They lied. They were articulate liars. <laughs> I 
they were articulate, disrespectful men, you know? They were men who constantly cut me off articulately. So which is it? Do you want a man who is articulate and out of order? Or do you want a man who is like so loving, so considerate, values you, and may not necessarily have all the words when it comes to explaining what that looks like or what that is for him? Well, I'm, opt I'm opting for the latter. You know what I'm saying? That's a yellow flag to me. And when you think about caution and then you line it up with your preference, that will help you determine whether um, it's, it's something that could potentially become a red flag. Cautions could potentially become red flags. Preferences are things that maybe you have to look inward and say to yourself, am I holding this against this person? Is this a, a, a yellow flag that's preferential that I'm making a red flag because I just don't like it? So ask yourself the question, what do you actually want? That's going to help solidify those values that you have. What do you like? That's going to make clear your preferences and you have to determine whether those pre preferences are deal breakers or those are things that you're willing to work with. Uh, what don't you like? Make clear those red flags. How do you feel around this person? That's massive. That's so important to me because if this person constantly makes you feel small, it's not the move at all. At all. Okay? Not the move. Um, if this person makes you feel unsafe, if this person makes you feel that your opinion does not matter, if this person makes you feel like you can't speak, like if I were to, let's go back to that example, if I were to constantly treat my man and, you know, I had that preference in mind and I'm like, ooh, yellow flag at the beginning, like, ooh, this is yellow flag, like he can't, and I kept with that mindset and then every time he talked I'm just like cutting him off or I'm like yo use a different word do this do that but I never and I did I I will be honest with you I did address it I did let him know after probably like a couple weeks of me like fighting within myself the fact that it was a preference and not a true cautionary yellow flag I had to tell myself with the help of others like I said you know like Naomi you're being extra okay extra and I had to ask myself those questions like, am I willing to allow this preference to be what it is and not forsake the, the, the totality of a relationship on this one preference that to me was a yellow flag? Or is this truly something that is a caution that I have to release? And I came to a point where it was a preference and I had to just tell him, I said, hey, you know, this is something that I had to wrestle with. I noticed that we speak differently. We communicate well with each other, but the way we speak is very different. And I'm having to adjust to how you speak. It's not inherently wrong, but it is something that I'm getting used to. And I have to find ways to, um, you know, respond to you in a way that allows you to feel received by me um, and not me putting that discomfort on you. And I shared that with him and I asked him some questions. I don't think he'll care if I say this, but like, I asked him, you know, like, why do you feel the need to repeat certain things? And that question opened up like a 30 minute conversation about his previous previous experiences with dating relationships and people in his in his life. And when I heard why that happens, I now was like, OK, so when when you're around me, do you feel like you are not being heard? And his answer was no. And I said, OK, so can we start there? Like. 
you don't have to repeat something to me like five times <laughs> back to back, you know, because I hear you and I hurt you. And I hope that the people that you're getting to know that are in my life, you know, present that to you as well. They they make you feel like you are heard. So you don't feel the need to over explain yourself or over whatever. And guess what, y'all? Like, it's been six months and he's grown in that. And it's easier. Is the grammar, grammarly status? No. <laughs> but neither is mine, you know like 98% but I'm just saying I'm just saying you know like neither is mine but hit hit and his is not but at the same time the thing that was irking me is now something that has been smoothed out it's now something that I'm like okay who and I look back and I'm like man I would have I would have missed out on this kind of man by holding on to that preference that yellow flag preference to me but if the caution was I don't like the way he communicates because he's cursing all the time or whatever. And then when I tell him, he's just like, that's just me. Like, that's just how I'm going to be. If you don't like me for me, then ah, you're creeping on that red, my brother. <laughs> it's slowly becoming red. Slow down. You know what I mean? At that point, you got to ask yourself those questions. So another way that I would say to identify how to um differentiate red and yellow flags or something to work through specifically when it comes to actually this is for both I was going to say specifically for yellow flags but like no when it comes to red uh, I'm sorry both red and yellow flags you've got to have community people around you who know you well enough and can help you identify these things this is it's going to put a lot of pressure not pressure but I'm hoping that you are willing to trust yourself enough to do the work that is required for relationships. Those that you are trying to engage in, those that you're currently in, those that you want for a lifetime. You have to be willing to trust yourself to do the work, which means you have to do the work to put people around you that you trust and are willing to be your authentic self with so that when you meet new people in your life, whether it's just a girlfriend or a guy that you're interested in or a, a new family member like whatever whatever is going on relationally in your life that there are people that you can bounce off these ideas to right or bounce off these experiences to if you come and you're like yo you know he's always talking bad about me in front of people like I feel like I'm constantly being embarrassed around him well now you got your homegirls being like well who does he think he is you know what I'm saying like does he do this all the time or is he like joking yeah no seriously he makes me the butt of his jokes all the time okay unhealthy red flag out you know what I'm saying or somebody who's verbally disrespectful to you or only wants you to spend time with them why do you gotta go blah 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 like now we're creeping into that whole possessive nature kind of thing you know you're like oh a bunch of my friends were all hanging out would love you to meet i'm not ready to meet nobody yet i just want to be with you like give me undivided attention and it's been like a month that's problematic you know and if you text a friend or you talk to your sister talk to your homegirl you know or whatever and you're like yo like all he wants to do is spend time with me don't let the blinders stay on you where you're like oh that's so considerate like he just wants me it's been a month 
30 days. Like, nah, like that one-on-one time where it's like, man, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I'm ready to spend more quality time with you. That makes sense once you've, you know, built a relationship, built a friendship, built something and other people around you are like, yo, he seems cool and I'll spend some one-on-one time with him and see what's up, you know? So that's that's something that needs to be incorporated in this determination of red versus yellow flags because when we're in it more often than not our eyes can't always see our ears can't always hear and you need those extra eyes and ears of people around you so how do you deal with it right how do you deal with the yellow flag first thing i would say is to observe the flag determine if it's a preference or caution and then communicate always 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 communicate about your yellow flags please always do it always do it never be silent about a a yellow flag definitely not a red flag but for sure not a yellow flag okay number two be honest with yourself don't just be there don't give into, you know, don't, don't, just don't just be there. It leads into number three, which is don't give into scarcity. Like, don't just be there just because you're like, well, you know, he actually likes me. And we, you know, this is date number four. And it's, it seems like it's going like it's going. I mean, we want that. We want that like consistency. And, and when we have consistency, we're like, oh man, this is really, really good. But if that consistency is built on something that's unstable, you don't want that because that leads to abuse. You don't want that. That leads to confusion. You don't want that. That leads to you wondering like who you are again. No, we don't want that. So for sure, for sure, observe, determine if it's preference, determine if it's a caution, communicate that to that person, get help to find a way to communicate that. Um, and then observe that person's response. And if they're favorable in their response, then pay attention. Don't bring it up all the time, but pay attention to how they adjust, right? And how you adjust. Um, be open to that person saying things to you as well. Not when you bring it up though. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time on this question, but it's so important because there's so many layers and I'm hoping this is helping you. Like, if you bring up a yellow flag conversation to somebody and you don't necessarily have to say it's a yellow flag, like this is the yellow flag I need to express. No, no, no. You know within yourself it's a yellow flag. You bring it to that person. If their response is telling you that there's something about you that they're concerned about, that's a red flag. Because that person's not listening. That person's not taking accountability. That person's unwilling to change. Walk away. So, observe, communicate, be honest with yourself. Do not give in to scarcity. God is not a, a God of scarcity. There's so many men out there that for every no, there are several yeses. And whether those yeses are for two months, whether they are for two years, whether they're for two, you know, hopefully two decades, you know, or more, you know, you have to be willing to give in, to to not give in to the scarcity mindset when it comes to relationships. And to remind yourself that the most important investment you make for yourself is, are those that involve other people. You've got to do that. So I am so, so shocked <laughs> that it's been almost an hour and I'm just now at question number three, but I'm so excited about sharing more of my responses to your questions. What I'm going to do right now is I'm actually going to pause and I'm going to end this episode and come back 
with the next few episodes and just keep going because I want to give enough space for these and I want each person who's asking me questions to receive a response that is actually going to be beneficial for for you it's going to help you it's going to get you thinking it's going to help you feel like you've actually been heard Uh, so I don't want to rush through anything Um, like I've shared before with my my podcast I do not script like I might write down some points here and there and then I'll honestly just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me and and you know I think about the person who might have asked the question I pray about it and I'm like God like whatever you want me to say in that moment let me say it and hopefully it will be beneficial to them so barring time and how long it takes or whatever this space is for you like tether talk exists because I want to fulfill God's mandate on my life or the call that he has in my life in this area where he says, Naomi, open your mouth and I will fill it. My responsibility is to feed myself the truth of God so that out of me flow rivers of living water by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to give that to you no matter what, you are most important to me. And as I was telling a friend today who called me, who I love so, so much, um, we had a conversation and I was just telling her, I was like, yo, I can't wait to have you on my podcast to talk about the particular thing we're talking about uh, because I think it's so important. And I know that my calling is to speak. It is to speak the truth of God. It is to speak his word. And I know that I am, I have no luxury in not speaking because based upon my personal belief as a follower of Jesus Christ, who knows that I am just a visitor in this world, I'm an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I am here to not just do life for me, to build life for myself. And if I know that I'm an agent of the most high God and that I'm part of the light, that there is reality in reality darkness in this world and so if i don't speak truth if i don't speak life into my sisters if i don't tell what god is doing in my life and what god wants to do in your life satan is going to keep talking every time you turn on your tv every time you put on the radio every time you walk outside your door every time you try to engage with you know at, at your job or at your school with your children in your relationships in the church satan is prowling around seeking whom he may desire may devour and he desires to sift you as wheat he desires to come at you every single day he wants to keep speaking lies into your mind so that they they fester and he can water it with all of the of the insecurities and all of the insults and all of the you know attacks that come from outside of the world and then you can sit in that place become depressed become overwhelmed become you know stuck And then you don't move into what God has called you to. You never become the person that the Lord, not never, but you have a hard time becoming the person that God has called you to be. So I know for myself that I'm a mouthpiece of the most high. I'm just one, but I am one. You know what I'm saying? I am somebody who speaks the truth or tries to speak the truth, believes that I can speak the truth. And if any little bit of truth I speak combats a lie of the enemy, so be it. And I don't care how long it takes. Every last one of these questions could be a full-blown episode because I don't care how long it takes for the lies that have built you up to the question to bring you down in some way or to still keep you in a place of confusion or uncertainty, ambiguity, or insecurity, whatever it is that you're dealing with. If I have to say more words that combat 
the lies of the enemy, the, the whispers of the enemy, then I will do that. I will do that. For me, it's battle, always. And I would much rather walk hand in hand with you, side by side with you, back to back with you, one building, the other one fighting to protect what God is doing for us as women as a whole and to protect what God is doing in you than to see you stumble and not be there to pick you up. Or for me to be stumbling and for you to not be there, to be like Naomi, the fact that y'all filled, the fact that y'all sent me the questions lets me know that you fighting for me. Let's me know that you're like, yo, that's 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 somebody whose value and purpose and and calling I actually believe in. And I'm willing to support her in doing what God has called her to do. So if it takes me an hour to only answer two questions <laughs> and I know that you're not mad at me for doing it. I know I'm just I'm just talking right now. But like if it takes that long, like, amen, I'll keep going. I'll still come in week five and talk about where I'm going 2024 and what that is or and then, you know, start the new year, you know, somewhere somewhere else. But if I between now and next Friday, I'm aiming for Friday. <laughs> but if between now and next Friday, I have to answer questions every single night or every single day or every single hour or whatever the case may be that I have the luxury to do that, I will do that. I enjoy it. It, it adds life to me to be able to pull on the truth of God's word, to be able to pull on the truth of my experience that is that has been redeemed and restored in the power of God's word to speak life into you. Absolutely. No doubt. It's not a game to me. It's not about however many people are listening to me. It's not about that. It's not about how many people are paying attention or how many people will eventually like, amen, God's going to handle the rest of it. But if I can stand before the Lord and he said, yo, did you do with, do with what I gave you, what I asked you to do? I want to be able to say like, yeah, father, I did that. And for him to turn back around and to respond to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Absolutely, Lord. Absolutely. Be faithful in the little and he'll make you ruler over much. And that's a fact. So I, I, I mean, like mutually, I'm, I'm so grateful for you. But I hope that you know, like all the more, like I'm, I'm just overwhelmed by your kindness to me. I'm overwhelmed by that. It means so much to me. Um, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, <laughs> I really do. I want to say thank you. Like who knew a Q&A would just bring me to tears, Lord. A Q&R. Q and response is what this is. But yeah, I don't know. I love you. I bless you. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back and answer a few more questions. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Until next time.